We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for joining me today. Today is Friday, December the 11th. I cannot even believe it, you guys. We are creeping our way through the month of December. And today I'm going to air part two of my interview with my friend, Bill Jack. We're going to talk about this idea of civil disobedience and what it means to stand for liberty. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I'm glad you guys are here today. I hope that you have been enjoying the conversation with Bill Jack. He is the founder of Worldview Academy. And we're going to talk about this a little bit today because it's a great opportunity for you, those of you who have children that are in their teens. uh, Worldview Academy, I cannot recommend it highly enough. And we're going to talk about that a little bit today and also dive into the question of civil disobedience. What does it look like? We're definitely living on the cusp of, I think, a revolution in the United States. This is an amazing time to be a patriot. It's an amazing time to be a Christian. And I hope today that you are encouraged by my conversation with my friend, Bill Jack, in progress. So if you're a mom right now and you're listening to this and you see what's happening around you, but you're terrified. So she's not wearing the mask because she's afraid of COVID. And there are people who are genuinely afraid. That's the other thing that we're we're dealing with. We're dealing with people who are afraid of the government. So they, so they kowtow to the mandate. And then we're afraid of people who literally think they're going to die from COVID. And so they're they're like, yeah, lock the country down. Yeah, they don't care. I mean, we'll shut somebody's business down. We'll, we'll make all these absurd uh, rules that are not based in science. So we've got two really different reasons that people are kowtowing to all of these mandates. Can you talk to the mom, because I know, and the dad, because I know that there are a lot of men that listen to this, that are, they're just going, well, what what difference does it make? What difference does it make, Bill? Does it make a difference? And at what point, so me just going to a restaurant was kind of a big deal. I told you it was a two and a half hour wait to get into this restaurant because people found a way to say, we're going to get out there. I think, and I want to know what you think about this. I have a little theory. I think that the liberty that is in such peril, I mean, our liberty is really in peril right now. And I've been saying this for months and months over here. I honestly think it's, it, it sits right now in the hands of ordinary citizens, in the hands of business owners, and in the hands of pastors and uh, to open their churches. And I feel like at this point, uh, business owners who will not open, pastors who will not open have become complicit in the hijacking of our liberty. And so how can ordinary people get in, get involved and say, no, we're going to push back. No, we're going to keep our restaurant open. I'm not going to spend, you know, $45,000 on a tent so you guys can go outside so I can say, well, the Rona won't get you out here, but it would get you in there and play into this absurdity. What needs to happen in your opinion? Again, I, I think, first of all, we need to get out of the world system. And I'm talking to preaching to the choir here because I know a lot of your listeners are homeschool parents. But if you are not homeschooling, if you're you're sending your student to the secular schools, you might as well send them to the gates of hell. Yeah. And and I'm I'm speaking as a former 
tenure public school teacher. So I know what goes on there. And um, you, you need to pull your students away from that system because it is killing kids. It is. And I, I mean that literally. Mm-hmm. And so uh, get away from that system. We need to begin to teach liberty. Uh, let's go back to the pinch of incense during Diocletian's reign, Emperor Diocletian and others like him. There were Christians who said, you know what? I can do the pinch of incense once a year. I'll say the words, but it's not, it's not what's in my heart. I'm just doing this to keep peace. And then when Constantine did away with the persecution, suddenly in the church, in the same pew, you've got families who would not drop the pinch of incense, who lost family members, who lost businesses, who lost jobs, who lost relationships, sitting next to those who, because they were merely willing to drop the pinch of incense, suffered no no torment or persecution or torture. Imagine what kind of church that is, and how did they resolve that? How did you, how could they possibly have survived? It is only by the grace of God. But we have to stand up for liberty. It is liberty for all. Christians need to be committed to liberty. For example, First Amendment. First Amendment is under attack. It is no longer that I, I, I may disagree with your speech, but I'll defend your right to say it. It is if I disagree with your speech, I'm going to cancel you. Yep. And Christians are the brunt of this. For example, I had a, a girl, a former uh, student at one of our Worldview Academy camps, contact me, and she goes to Duke University. And she said that her, her roommates were hostile to Christianity. She said, I feel like I'm the only Christian on campus. But she said, we've been talking about different issues, and would you be willing to talk to a, to my two roommates about the Jack Phillips cake issue? And I said, certainly, I'd be happy to. And started out as a very cordial conversation, but about 30 minutes into it, we got on the issue of marriage. And this one girl said, well, you know, you should be able to marry anybody you want to. I said, Really? I said, can you marry your dog? Can you marry your brother? Can you marry your cousin? And I said, biologically, there are two sexes. And she blew up, said, my identity is that I am bisexual. And she stormed out of the room, didn't return. The other girl, who was a self-described atheist, stayed with me for another hour. Asking questions, I gave her ample opportunity to leave. I, it was finals week. I said, look, you got finals to study for. I said, you don't need to hear me babble anymore. She said, no, I have more questions. I finally had to cut it off. Now, that is engaging the culture. You can expect, just as Paul did in, in Acts 17, at the end of the chapter, it says, some believed Some were curious and wanted to know more, and some hated him. 
Whenever we go out and speak the truth, no matter how lovingly we do it, you can expect those three responses. I was amazed at the courage of that former worldview student who had the compassion and the courage to set up that Zoom meeting because she risked her relationships with her roommates. Mm -hmm. That's what needs to happen. We do not retreat from culture. We engage the culture. We do not have retreats. We do advances. We need to go out and proclaim truth and grace. We need to be very clear. And I was very blunt with this one girl, the atheist. And I, I, I outlined not just the gospel, but the effects of the gospel. If you live in a country that has decided that it's the gospel that matters, that Jesus is king, then you have absolute truth. You have authority, proper authority. You have an understanding of jurisdiction. You know what justice is, how it's defined. You know what truth is. You know what law is. If, however, you live in a secular society, none of those things are true. Everything is relative, down to the point where the individual does not matter. It is only the group that matters. The individual is dispensable. From a biblical perspective, the individual has supreme value. Jesus came to die for Bill. Jesus came to die for Heidi, not for the group, but for individuals, because we are image bearers of the Creator. It makes a worldview of difference. And what that student, Rebecca, who is a former Worldview Academy student, what she did was she risked everything. She saw, she judged, and she acted. That's what needs to happen in our culture. It can be as, as something as, as simply setting up a conversation with roommates. It can be something as bold as going to the restaurant and showing your support for an owner who stands for liberty. It can be standing up in church and proclaiming that our church will continue to meet no matter what the government says. And yes, it needs to be pastors. It needs to be parents. It needs to be those who are standing in classrooms as Christians who stand for liberty and speak. We need to speak. We need to seek first the kingdom of God, and then all these things will be added to us. Liberty comes as a result of that. Civility comes as a, as a result of standing and seeking God's kingdom. Well, and you just hit the nail on the head, too, because you're talking. I heard you say I wrote down how many times you said the word risk and I wrote down five times. And I'm sure you said it before then, too. But I started thinking this is a theme because I think we want something for nothing. And we have come into this time in our nation's history largely through complacency, right? We've been complacent with regard to our liberty. We're complacent with regard to our understanding of the gospel and the Bible and how it relates, uh, how, how we should relate to it, to the world. We've been complacent in the education of our children, certainly. And now we find ourselves in this 
we really are at a, at a crossroads, an incredible time to be uh, alive. It's an amazing time to be an American because we're, I think, at the cusp of a revolution. And I do too. I, and that's what's so exciting. If yeah. we get serious about education and we begin to teach a biblical view of economics, of politics, of government, of law, of art, of literature. Yep. If we begin to teach a biblical worldview, then we see that we are we are transforming people's minds. Yes. Not, there's, it's not it, we are to be transformed by not the removing of our minds, but the renewing of our minds. Mm. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. And we need to understand how the Bible applies everywhere. It's not a privatized religion. That's one of the things we teach at Worldview Academy. And by the way, by the way, I can't go any further without reminding, telling people that if they're listening and they have a first-time student who would like to attend Worldview Academy leadership camps this coming summer, we have two teams ready to go. Uh, we're going to have alumni tracks. We're going It's it's a revamped because of last year's problems with with all of the health health issues and the COVID and the shutting down and, and lockdowns. We are geared and ready to go this coming summer with two teams. And I want to offer to your listeners, if they have first-time students, 13 to 18, who would like to attend one of the most outstanding programs in transforming our culture by transforming students' minds to get them to think God's thoughts after him. It's a week-long program. It's intense, 29 hours in the classroom. But it's not just simply pop their heads open and pour information in. We take them out. We have them engage the culture. If they want to sign up for that, if they will use your name, then when they register at worldview.org, we will offer them a $100 special rate discount. That's fantastic. And, you know, uh, almost all seven of our kids have attended. We still have one who hasn't because she's not old enough. Uh, But our kids have been doing Worldview Academy for years. And I am a huge fan of what you're doing. And there was never, ever, ever a more important time to do it than right now. And so you guys, are you running those all summer? What are the dates for those? Yes, we do them June and July. So we have two teams. There'll be 14 different uh, camps. And we'll do a fall camp in Texas as well. And so, as I it's said, amazing. last year we were shut down all over the country because colleges closed and states closed. But we have not only uh, agreements with colleges, but we also have backup uh, possibilities in case some of those states close down. So be uh, aware that we are ready to go and looking forward to it. And for those of you who have students who are just getting ready to be graduated, um, consider Worldview at the Abbey. It's worldviewbridgeyear.org, and it's a two-semester program. They can receive 30 hours of, of transferable credit, and we are serious about raising up a, not just this generation. We're looking two generations down the road. 
Yep. We want to establish liberty for all. And it's where the, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. It is yep. Jesus is king and everything flows from that. Yep. And I think for parents who are listening, you know, it, it, one of the attitudes that I've been uh, really pushing back against, and I know that you've been doing it too, Bill, because I've heard you speak on this, the same topic before, is parents can no longer afford to be passive. So I don't even want parents who are listening to this to go, oh, that's great. You know, I'll just sit back here and I'll let, you know, Bill Jack and Worldview Academy do the heavy lifting. No, you guys need to start doing the heavy lifting in your homes and then let people like Bill Jack and Worldview Academy come alongside and reinforce what you're already doing. It's not a enough for us to say, I'm going to send my kid to a Christian school. It's not enough for us to say, I'm going to send my kid down to the youth pastor. The youth pastor can educate them on spiritual matters. No, parents are the primary educators in the lives of their children. And when I wrote Becoming Mom Strong, uh, that the introduction of that book, I said this, and I believe with all my heart, you are raising a very special generation of children. They They need to understand that liberty is not free. They need to understand that there's risk involved, which is what Bill was just saying. They need to understand we can't just say, hey guys, we need to stand for truth. When you say I need to stand for truth, it requires that you do something. It requires that you actually learn how to stand. That's what I love about Worldview Academy. It can take what parents are already doing and cement it home. It drives it home with that practical application. I mean, our kids have come back from there just completely fired up and uh, so excited to, to get, because they're not afraid anymore to get out in the culture because you guys are doing it. You're actually going out into the world. You're not sequestering and cloistering away in a classroom. You're teaching them why their worldview matters and then how to put the things they're studying into practice. But it starts at home. And I know you echo you echo that sentiment also. Yes, we want to complement as incomplete what parents have done for 13 years or more with their students. We want to come alongside parents. We offer resources. And by the way, one of the things that, that we do is we have, a, we have nine-week devotionals, uh, study guides on different topics. And one of the topics that is close and near and dear to my heart is the one we're discussing now, and it's liberty. And so there's one that uh, is called Faith and Duty. What happens when Christians, when evil seems to be winning, when those in positions of authority tell Christians, you cannot speak here, you cannot meet here, you cannot speak here, how is a Christian to respond? And it goes over in detail some of those passages that I mentioned, and, and it's a nine-week study guide it can be used individually or with small groups, um, and it's available at worldview.org as well, and it's called Faith and Duty. And I, so, I really encourage people to, to, to take a look at that. Teach, teach your students what liberty is. Teach them jurisdiction. Teach them the definition of justice. Because those words are being bantied, bantered around in the culture. They're being thrown around, but they're being redefined. And we're playing semantic mysticism. It's like the like the word Antifa, which is supposed to be anti-fascist. Right, which is the most fascist group out there. Yep. And, yep. and it's you know it's the how clever is the other side? Jesus said the children of this world are very wise, and he and he he nailed it. Of course, mm-hmm. but I mean they are very clever. Who can argue with Black Lives Matter? Right, you can't argue with that. Right. You can't argue with I'm I'm anti-fascist and yet it masks what's really going on. Yep. 
Yep, that's exactly what's happening. And for parents who have, you know, for the longest time, you know, we've kind of disengaged from these conversations. They're they're uncomfortable. We've had a hard time having them. And now we're looking at a generation of kids who are not equipped for the onslaught of secularism, which is really what we're looking at, right? There's a difference between a liberal and a leftist. And uh, what we're dealing with right now is just straight up. We've got hardcore leftists uh, really trying to run and hijack the country. And unless and until we start teaching kids, you got to look beyond the phrase to what's behind the phrase. What do they really mean when they say Black Lives Matter? Because if you look beyond it, you'll see they don't give a whit about Black Lives. It's a political machine. It's about Black Lives Matter Incorporated is a political machine. They don't care about black conservatives. They don't care about the black unborn. They don't care about black police officers. This has nothing to do with the color of your skin. They're playing on emotions and we've got to teach our children to be discerning. Yeah, it's all about power. You know, you mentioned secularism and and that's a term that's bantied about as well. But secularism was a was a philosophical uh, position that was started by George Jacob Holyoke in the mid 1840s. He, he coined the word secularism. He didn't like the word atheism, thought it was too harsh. He wanted to draw Christians and non-Christians to a neutral ground to form an ethical culture. And we think of secularism as being neutral. It's not. It is not. It is, it is the most hostile position against Christianity that there is. And so I don't care if you label somebody liberal or leftist. It, they're, if they are secular, that's the problem. Secularism is the problem. Mm. We are trained to think secularly. And that's why, again, Romans 12 is so important. I right. urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable or your spiritual service of worship. And we are to be transformed not by the renewing of our hearts, not by the renewing of our strength, but by the renewing of our minds. We are to think differently. We are to think about economics from a biblical perspective. We're to think about art from a biblical perspective. We are to engage the culture with truth and grace and Mm. therefore transform it. When we Mm. begin to understand freedom, we want freedom for everyone. And that only comes through Christ. Mm, I love that. And I think that's a great place to end. Uh, What you said earlier, the Bible teaches us that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And I love that you guys are doing this at Worldview Academy. Where can people find more information about Worldview Academy, Bill? It's worldview.org and they can register. And if they use the word Heidi in all caps, we will give them $100 off their registration fee for first-time students. And if they are interested in our bridge year program, our two-semester program here in Colorado for students who want to get grounded in their faith before they hit college or their career path, then they can go to worldviewbridgeyear.org or .com and um they will find information about that. It's worldviewbridgeyear.com. And if they are interested in the resources that I mentioned, they can get those at worldview.org as well. You guys are doing fantastic work. It's been a joy. And if people want to get a hold of me, if they they want to take exception with anything I said or I said something out out of context that needs clarification, they can contact me. It's just billjack4987 at gmail. Billjack4987 at Gmail. Billjack, you, my friend, 
are a national treasure. I am. I just consider myself privileged to to be able to call you up and have conversation with you. And I'm so encouraged by what you're doing. You're making a difference out there, my friend. And I no, greatly appreciate it. Heidi, it, what you do day in and day out is is you are building up the saints to do the ministry. And that is what needs to be done. And so thank mm-hmm. you for, for the opportunity to be on your program and just to let me babble. And I just want to remind people, don't be tempted to give that pinch of incense to the statue of the state. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's completely right. I'm encouraged. I took, as usual, I got two pages of notes here and I can't wait to uh, to listen to this again. I'm so encouraged. For more information, you guys, about Bill Jack and Worldview Academy, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Scroll down to the notes and I will link back to all these things in the show notes today. If you've got a question for Bill, we will also put his email in the show notes. For those of you who are missed it, please don't drive off the road. Uh, wait and come back to later. We'll have those things in the show notes for you today. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it so much. And I'll see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.